0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. Today I want to go through some news of Islam around the globe over this past week. Let me begin with a little bit more information, what we had this terrorist attack. By a Syrian refugee, Muslim, who attacked a bunch of bystanders, shoppers, at the supermarket in Boulder, Colorado. This was last week. We're learning a little bit more about the individual, uh, that information that came out this week. One thing, folks, in, in my experience dealing with you know, reporting on Islam and, and all this stuff, usually if it is an attack... By an operative of ISIS, the Islamic State, Uh, they're very quick to claim the attack, that it was them. We didn't have that this time, and we see some differences in the behavior of al-Isi, the Muslim who did this terrorist attack on non-Muslims here in the United States. The uh, ISIS has simply made the statement, more kufar shot in Colorado— maybe a brother. What do they mean by kufar? Kufar is the word in the Quran. And when we translate it into English, we get something like infidel or unbeliever. But basically the word kufar, it's a, it's a very strong derogatory. It's a curse word in a way. It means the filth or better yet, the excrement and I hope I don't have to explain that very far very very much to you there. And so you and I, who are unbelievers in Allah, they the view of us we're such a low state that we are excrement, filth. And so they're celebrating that more Kufar have been shot and killed. And this person, al Isi, might be a brother. Now a couple of days ago, I was telling you about usually when we see a terrorist attack, most of the attackers wait and try to challenge the police and die as a shaheed. And their goal is to have their eternal reward in heaven, have their 72 virgins. If they die performing jihad, there are seven blessings. Their sins are forgiven, the moment their blood is shed, and... And they'll have the highest, there's seven levels of heaven in their teachings of Islam. He'll be at the highest level, celebrated. Uh, he'll get a jewel that's worth more than anything that's in this world. He'll be married to 72 Al-Hurlin, the 72 virgins. I was debating a, an imam on somehow we got into the 72 al Horalin. And of course, my Arabic is, is very minimal. Uh, I can sight read some. And so, you know, he's trying to pick on me in this debate that, you know, well, you don't know much uh, about the Arabic. The the word Al-Hurlin could be translated as raisins, 72 raisins. Now, I said, okay, um, granted, you know, uh, my knowledge of Arabic is certainly not as great as yours. and That's, that's uh, not really the point here. But let's look at this, the 72 raisins. So, I'm going to die for Allah, and my blessing, my reward for giving up my life here on earth is that I'll get to have 72 raisins. I sure hope they're chocolate-covered raisins. (laughs) He wanted to move on to something else, and I said, well, hold on a minute. Have you not read also in your Islamic writings the sexual things that you'll do to these 72 raisins? Uh, can you explain that to me? And he wanted to move on to something else. And so I understand that. But this person, al you know, he took off his clothes. He stripped himself down saying, I'm naked, I'm naked. You know, he didn't want the police to shoot him. Now, maybe he had a change of heart. Maybe we we don't know. For some reason or another, this attack there in Boulder, Colorado, although done by a Muslim, done of killing non-Muslims, certainly we could qualify that as, as terrorism. But was he attached to a terrorist organization? It seems not. Maybe he was truly a lone wolf. We don't know. Okay, let's go to Mozambique, to eastern Africa, central Africa. And we have there now, it's been confirmed, dozens dead after a jihadi massacre in the city of Palma, a Many of these were workers at the gas works there uh, this last Wednesday. Dozens and dozens of people uh, murdered and uh, hacked to death, some beheaded, by JAD, the terrorist organization that's linked to ISIS. So please understand that even though you're not hearing much about ISIS in the news, they are still active. They are splintered up into different groups and moved internationally, and they're still killing non-Muslims, just like the Boko Haram in their neighboring Nigeria state of uh, anything against Boko means Western, and Haram means forbidden, and the idea here is anything that is attached to the West And this gas plant, so we had a a British uh, worker was killed there, and other international people there, and considered a non, uh, or rather an international, a Western institution, and therefore it was attacked there. Let's move to Indonesia. Indonesia, on Palm Sunday, we had a suicide bomber. A couple people pulled up into a church and uh, on a motorcycle and detonated a bomb. Now, fortunately, this church had security measures in place, and they had security guards that prevented the motorcycle from actually entering into the uh, inner facility of the church. Had they done so, we would have seen a very different turnout there, but um, the only victims that died were the two bombers themselves, but many others were injured, uh, Christians, through the bombing uh, attempt there, the jihadi attack. What's very interesting, I find, is that the two were husband and wife, recently married just six months earlier. All right, let's turn to Yemen. Yemen is a largely Shiite uh, nation. Of course, the main Shiite nation is Iran. And you have a few over in Lebanon. So you have these three states, Iran being the leader. Then you would have Lebanon being the next, and Yemen. Yemen is over in in uh, the the Arabian Peninsula and down in that area there, a part of Saudi Arabia next to that. And of course, Saudi Arabia is the you know the head of where we've got the Sunni Muslims. Now, let me explain this if you're not familiar with the difference between the Sunni Muslim. And the Shiite Muslim. The Sunni Muslim basically believes that the Khalifa, the Caliphate, the one who follows Muhammad, who should be the rightful leader of the Islamic world, they believe that it's whoever Allah wills. Now, the Shiites believe no, it must be of the bloodline of Muhammad. They must be related by blood to Muhammad. So one group, which is the larger group, about 80% of the Muslims in the world, maybe 85% of the Muslims in the world, are Sunni Muslims. And they believe, no, uh, Muhammad never gave us any direction of that. He never gave us direction of uh, that it should be a family member, a bloodline, or anything of that nature. It's whoever God wills to be the uh, caliphate, uh the caliphate, then he is uh, chosen by God. And the truth to be told, they have really the correct doctrinal position. But the Shiites know they believe it should be bloodline, someone related to Muhammad. And so the first three caliphates were uh, caliphs were actually uh, whoever God, God led to. And, and they weren't related by blood. And then the Shiites assassinated the third caliph. Uh, they they assassinated, hang on, let me go, uh, we got um, Umar Uthman, I, I'm drawing a blank here. The third uh, caliph will come to me here shortly, it's like I should know this is the back of my hand, but uh, they assassinated him, and so, and they put in Ali, who was the the bloodline, the cousin, then later they assassinated him. And so the Sunnis and the Shiites have been fighting each other simply because of what happened about 1,400 years ago, and this division still exists today. And so now in Yemen, we have uh, Shiites there, and they are taking control of that area. And there's been a battle and a war going on there between Saudi Arabia, the the Sunnis, and the Shiites. It's been going on for about uh, a dozen years now. Well, now, finally, they have booted out the last remaining Jewish families. There's only, the record says, four elderly Jewish men a lot, uh, still there in Yemen. Uh, but the last three families were expelled from that area. Now, if you were to go to Israel today, you would find in Israel over a million Arabs, Muslims living in Israel. Israel has no problem. If you're a Muslim, you're welcome here in their in their country. If you're a Christian, you're welcome there. If you're a Jew, of course, you're welcome. No matter what your religion is, they're not going to discriminate against you. But you go to other Muslim countries and be a Jew in those nations, you're going to live with persecution and most likely uh, be expelled. If you can't take it anymore, you're going to be thrown out. And so um, that's where we are in Yemen. Now, Yemen is very much uh, radical and fundamental in their beliefs and teachings. And uh, many would be uh, minded to terrorism in their viewpoints. Okay, let's turn to more into Europe. Greece, a Muslim migrant sexually assaulted a woman this last week there. And sexually harassed five other women as well, but this woman was um, raped and beaten, and um, unfortunately, she survived. But in Islam, women um, alone in the streets are fair game, and uh, they're bringing their their beliefs into Europe, and you're going to see more and more of this. Now, the UK teacher in the United Kingdom that was uh, that showed the uh, cartoons and stuff. Well, did he get support from his school? No. He has now been um, uh, fired for showing these uh, cartoons. And uh, so, uh, is there support uh, for this, that this man for who really committed no crime? The only crime he did was in the eyes of Muslims. But he has the right of speech. And didn't do anything that was vindictive or hateful. He was simply explaining the freedom of speech and how some wish to shut it down and how this is going on with Islam and these cartoons. And now he, his life and his family are in hiding. He's been fired from his job, uh, no support from his school. It's a sad, sad story there. Well, we hope that turns out better for him than it did for the teacher in France who was beheaded for doing the same thing. That's going to be it for today and this week. Let me remind you, we still have not reached our fundraising goal. We're quite a bit short. We're waiting for the mail to come in to see, really let you know where we are. But as far as our donations that come in by phone and online, we are below our normal goal there. So would you consider helping us with a donation to reach our goal? The number to call is 800-616-0082. We're open during office hours, 800-616-0082. Or you can give safely, securely online at fortressoffaith.com. God bless you. We'll see you next week.